The Shabbos Pash Bamidbar. However, as Bamidbar, <coughs> excuse me, in Chutzlaretz, however, in Israel, it's really Pashas Nasai. Um, Pash Bamidbar is the beginning of the Chumish. Yes, I'm starting this year. And it's confusing. It actually gets confusing in that people wonder where does Erev Tavshilin come in? Erev Tavshilin is not for this scenario. Erev Tavshilin would only be if we go into Shabbos. Which would mean if Yom Tov was Erev Shabbos, if Yom Tov was on a Friday, in order to cook for Shabbos, one would need to make the Erev Tavshil. This being, of course, this being, of course, <coughs> because one cannot cook on Yom Tif for after Yom Tif. Of course not for now, Erev Tavshil would not help if on a Tuesday, Wednesday Yom Tif, you decide to make an Erev Tavshil so that you can cook from Yom Tif to Matzah Yom Tif, you cannot do that. That would not help. You may cook on Yom Tif though, from one day to the next. However, if you choose to do so, you would need to taste, partake from the food that you've cooked. In other words, <coughs> I'm sorry, Shavuos is on Sunday and Monday. Now, obviously, we're going to be cooking Erev Shabbos, before Shabbos, for the Shabbos meals. And very, very low likelihood Thereafter, after Shabbos, on Matzah Shabbos, food will be warmed, of course, after the Islam. And at that point in time, one would be able to put their food up for Yom Tov. Now what happens if 
A lot of guests showed up on Shabbos. And by a lot of guests showing up on Shabbos, we ran out of food. We served <coughs> everything that was in the fridge. By serving everything in the fridge, obviously now that was cooked, and that was meant to cook for Shabbos and for Yom Tov, and now there's nothing left. Now there's nothing left, so we're obviously going to need food for Yom Tov. One may cook on Yom Tov for the Yom Tov itself. Generally, one should not light a fire, an, orig- an origin fire, in other words, a fire that has not had its own origin. If one takes a candle that's lit prior to Yom Tov, like a yardside candle, and one lights the yardside candle, <coughs> sorry, before Shabbos, and it's a 72-hour candle, so it's going to burn Shabbos, Sunday and Monday. So when one wants to light their fire on Sunday, on Matzah Shabbos, one could take from that fire. On Matzah Shabbos, we're going to make Kiddush for Yom Tif. And we're also, <coughs> sorry, also going to make Havdalah for Matzah Shabbos within the Kiddush. However, the Kiddush The Kiddush supersedes the Havdalah. And being that it's only Havdalah on a Yom Tif, therefore we will not smell the Psalmim, nor, we will, nor will we have two separate candles as well. This is similar to what we had on Pesach already. There's a Yak Nahaz candle that people have, because on Yom Tif in such a case... The Kiddush that is made is Yayin, Kiddush, Neir, Havdolah, and Zman, which is the acronym for Yak Nahaz. Yayin being the first bracha is Be'er Piyagofen, Kiddush, the brachas of Kiddush, and then Neir, you would look at the candle, and then is the bracha of Havdolah, and then the Zman, of course, the bracha of Shehechiyonu. <coughs> Sorry. However, back to what we were talking about to begin with. The lighting of a fire. The actual lighting of a fire cannot be done on there are discrep- different opinions as far as a lit fire, when, if one may make the fire higher or smaller. Sometimes, not sometimes, most times people will leave the fire on their stovetop, burning, um, covered of course by a blech or something of the sort, and then they would, <coughs> I'm sorry, then they would use that flame, of course, for cooking. 
However, sometimes that flame is a little too low. So, to increase the flame, one would be allowed to, because that is tzedek echel. We need it for the eating, we need it for the food, and therefore one would be allowed to make the fire higher. But to make it lower afterwards, there are very few opinions that hold that you would be able to make it lower. Um, I can only think or imagine that the reason one would hold that way that you could make it lower is because of Sakana. But the actual flame should not be um, altered. This Shabbos, as we said before, is Pashat Bamidbar. And of course, the beginning of Bamidbar counts, and the Bamidbar refers to the desert, but it's also known as, in the English name for the Chumash, is the Book of Numbers. And therefore, because in the beginning of the Chumash, the first thing that this Chumash does is count the Jewish nation. And the Pasuk says, Lift up the heads of each and every one of the Jewish generation. Jewish nation. What is the significance of taking each and every Jew and counting him as a number? We've discussed this before. We've talked about a Dover Shebeminyan. Something that has an actual value of its own. Sometimes a food gets mixed into another food and becomes problematic, non-kosher into kosher, milk into meat, whatever it might be. However, there is a ratio status of bottle b'shishim. If it's a 60th of what it fell into, we say it becomes nullified. However, if it's a dover shebeminyan, it's something that's significant, it cannot be never. It can never be nullified. Ev merachai, a full sheretz, or an animal whole. An animal, a whole animal, falls into something. It's It would not be allowed to be used. Because it's a Dovashib meaning it's sold as an article of its own. Therefore, when we say the word sela, the Shneiduch Sabris explains what is a sela, the count that each Jew had to bring a sela. <coughs> the count itself revealed how each and every Jew, individual Jew, had his relevance. As a result, of course, the specialness of a Jew's identity became unignorable, an unignorable reality. Even though the Jews are such a minority to the world, even today, look how many people are there in the general population, how many of them are Jewish?
Hadavish Minyan also has a form of halachic prominence. Something that's a live creature, complete creature. Those things actually can go around. The animal walks around, or whatever it might be that walks around, floats around, slithers around, whatever it might happen. It becomes an entity. Similarly, the fact that the Jews were counted made the Jews an inner specialness. And therefore, it's not contingent to what the Jew was, who the Jew was, but simply being a Jew, being of the nation of God, the chosen people, this person then they had this Dovash of Dominion. And since at the time the Jewish people accounted, not only is the Jew capable, since that time, not only is the Jew capable of maintaining his unique identity, regardless of his surroundings, his surroundings can recognize and be influenced by the specialness of the Jew. And it happens just that way. A Jew that carries himself and respects himself and respects the people around him, brings about an air, an awe into the room, into the area, into the neighborhood, and the people then look at and respect differently. Why is this making noise? Oh, you are there. I tried calling you before. Sorry, Scranton. What happened? Maybe you're not there. Let's see the video message. <coughs> and therefore, Suez Reish called Das Bene Yisrael. The Pasik tells us, Suez Reish called Das Bene Yisrael, the Mishbachesom, the Vesavesom. Take the sum of all the congregation of the children of Israel, their families, and their fathers' houses. Consensus taken in the beginning of the book of Bamidbar seems paradoxical. From one side, Cheshmer of the entire nation, how many people, all together. And each person counts as no more than one, but no less than one. Each person is one. Means each person is counted an equal value. So a count like this, is when we make such cheshbenes, it highlights the qualities that are common to every person in the census. On the other hand, the Torah says, that B'nai Yisrael were counted here by their families and their father's houses. Sorry, Rashi explains, and it's apparent the Torah is accounting of each tribe separately, that the members of each tribe were counted individually. And only then was the son, then they made a son of everybody. They took a consensus of all the Jews. (laughs) 
So how do we explain these two contradictory features of this count? The emphasis on the distinct qualities of each tribe individually, and yet we carry, we tally all the tribes together, symbolizing the similarity of all the members of Bnei Israel. But really, it's that the emphasis here on the distinctiveness of each tribe, something thriving, some thriving in terror study, others in business, etc. Sacha and Zvulan, we know. That's not what the highlight of the differences are. But it expresses how all these distinct features equally contribute to this whole beautiful tapestry that becomes a nation. First the tribes are counted separately, and then all the totals are combined, and each person being an individual, an equal, teaches us the unique quality of each and every Jew. In our parsha, chapter four, verse five and six, talks about the journey when the nation journeyed. At that time, the urn has to be covered. When the urn, the ark, was covered, it wasn't covered with one cover. It needed to be covered with three covers. It needed to be covered with three covers. One was the Prechas HaMasach. Second one was Er Tachash. And then it says the Prechas of Big Day, Beged, Kolot Chedas. A garment full of Chedas. Three covers cover the ark. When we think into this, spiritually speaking, what really happened here? The ark, the holy ark, represents Tera. The way a person serves God. The covers, however, shows us about the restraints, the obstacles that hide and that hold back a person from Tayra and Avedis Hashem Isbarach. However, when the Machna started to travel, 
That talks about the Nesia. Going from one, the journey, from one level to the next. gives a tremendous lesson to our life to the way we serve God when a person thinks into it he thinks about the light of his neshama the air of his neshama it's covered with three covers kiseh, tachash which covers it entirely the body He sees how everything is so hidden. He wants to give up hope. Come on outside, you can come to Yish. But the truth is, when the iron was revealed, with no restrictions to serving God, the iron was put in its place. And there's no restraint, there's nothing getting in your way. Servicing God. When the Aran Dafka was covered with the three covers, that's the time that Nisaya Hamachna. That's the time when the Jews went forth in all in Yoni Kedusha. Because Dafka, through strengthening themselves and battle of all the different restrictions, Dafka through that, the person was able to devote themselves and overcome everything and merit to going from level to level, striving from height, higher and higher. Tell a story. There was a case, a murder. There's one problem with the whole murder. They found the blood, they found the weapon. The only thing they didn't find was the body. That becomes a problem. You can't charge somebody for murder. We don't know who they killed. Nonetheless, the man was arrested. And everything was pointing at him. The prosecutors put up quite a case. And this guy looked dead guilty. They didn't have a body. He looked dead guilty. Well, you aim for the summation. It comes the time for the summation of the case. And the um, attorney, the lawyer, for the fellow, gets up and he says, Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, 
There's a gun. There's blood. Fine. Fingerprints. There was blood on his garment. There's no body. Honestly speaking, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, do you know why there was nobody? I'll tell you why. Because nobody was killed. The person that we said was killed, I'd like you all to look, take your attention to the back of the courtroom, is about to walk in. He's about to enter the courtroom. The jury, the entire court, the judge, turned and stared at the door. Ten seconds. Twenty seconds. A minute. And all of a sudden, somebody coughed. Somebody this, somebody cackled, somebody moved. And the air got broken. Nobody walked in the door. The, the lawyer turns to the jury and says, Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, before you go in there and make your decision, I want you to remember how when I said the man is not dead and he's coming in through the door, the entire courtroom believed that he was coming through the door. No one in this courtroom believed that this man is dead. Remember that, please, when you come to your verdict. And they all go into the room. Come out a very, very short time. <coughs> matter of minutes, they come out. <coughs> the judge says, do you have a verdict? They say, yes, we do. Mr. Foreman, please. We hereby declare the defendant guilty of murder. A gasp went out throughout the room. <gasps> Everybody was shocked. Finally, excuse me, the judge himself turns to the foreman and says, Mr. Foreman, <coughs> I want to be honest with you. When the attorney said that the dead man He's going to walk him through the back door. Did you turn your head? He says, yes, I did. And then everyone in the jury turned and says, yes, I, we did. So you all honestly believe that this man was still alive. Yes, we did, Your Honor. So then how could you say he's guilty? He says, because the only one that didn't turn his head was the defendant. He sat there cold-blooded because he knew there was nobody coming in through that back door. And therefore, we found him guilty. <laughs> the chokhmah of the tailor. As tailor also tells us and shows us the inner essence of a person. It's known that the Baal Shem Tov said, somebody faints, we should whisper his name into his ear. His name is his mother's name. His father's name. And this wakes the person up.
So, this too was the essence of the person. The entire people turned around. The entire people went to a mission. They were looking. They thought and they imagined. And ultimately saw that nothing happened except for the jury who noticed that the man himself was not turning looking. That is the Shabbos, Pashas, Bamidbar. Let us be focused now and focus on the Yom Tif of Shavuos. The Teda, as we know, was given on the Sinai, in the Mount Sinai, in the desert of Sinai. Why in a desert? Did Azal teach us? Many, many things about the Teda and the way of its learning and the effect of the desert. We have to add that even though this is a hint to the generalization of the concept of Teda, Midbar, as we know, is a place That's void. Nobody sits there. Nobody exists there. Even more so, it shows a place, if it's void of good, it shows a place which has the opposite. Kripa Sitracha. There's no place for settling there. Adam Elian cannot find a place here. And therefore the Tater was given Dafki in the desert. <coughs> what was the idea of giving the Tater to the creations of the world? So that last is Laidiri is Barak Bitahtainim. The Avishas should make a dwelling place for himself on this earth, down below. Even Elamazer, this world which is the Tachtan Madregish and Tachtan Matrimeno, it's as low as it gets. How low is it? Shemolek Lipa Sitra, Visitra Akhrashim Neged, Navaya Mamish. Periklam and Vav in Tanya, the Rebbe explains that this world is full of Klippas and Sitrachra. And all the clip and the Sidracha mamish against God. Dafke in such a world, we engrave the light of Kedusha with Teda Mitzvah. And therefore, Matan was given Dafke in a desert. As we know, there were Ten Commandments. Minig Yisrael Tehrehi, the Minig is, when the Ten Commandments are read, of 
course, everybody must be standing. And even more so, they should be facing the Sefer Torah. Svarim don't stand. Miskinim. No, because because uh, they're confused. Sure. They must be confused. They don't understand but the truth. Because they write down that you can't, you can't stand up and you take the aliyahs. You have to stand up the whole time. So if you stand there entirely, it's just a contradiction. Let us focus a little bit on the Ten Commandments. Maimon Azal tells us in the Chilta Yisrei Chof Pezuches that the two Dibres, the two first of the Aseres HaDibres are Neichi Hashem Alekecha Valei Alech Alimachedim were said together. Oh, how did you find that? Just to give every place to tell it to the positive. Here we have to understand what's going on here. How is it possible? Out of all the things that you want to put together, Anoichi and Layyidacha should be united. They have no nothing in common. Anoichi, Anoichi Hashem Lekecha is the mitzvah <coughs> the known mitzvah of Amtis Amtsoyim of Akadosh Baruch Hu. The true depth and full existence of Akadosh Baruch Hu. This is the Messias of Yechida. Of one alone. And at that point there is no place for anything else. Nothing else can come into where this place is. On the other hand, Layelacha is the opposite. You should not have another God. It's giving us a credence. To keep the Metzias of Elihim Achirim. Pesel, Chotmuna. There's something else out there officially. However, the Yilachal. You cannot have anything to do with this. So Anoichi excludes that there's anything even coexisting in this world. And the Yilachal refers to the other things that are in this world which do, do not coexist with God as a, godly, a godliness, but rather happen to be in this world <coughs> may not be served as a god. So how is it possible that Anoichi and Yilacha should have been pronounced together? Truth is not a question. Just the opposite. The commandment is what brings into fruition Anoichi. How does that work? The existence of Klippa and Sitra Achra 
The Almighty created in the world for a reason. What is the reason? For His service. Nothing is created in this world if it's not for the service of Hashem. Nothing exists in this world not being the service of Hashem. Nothing happens in this world if it's not something from Hashem. Hence, of course, one must always say and see and find the goodness of everything that happens in this world. The kindness, the love of Hashem to to the Jews. To His Jews being like a father to children. So too when God created, therefore, the Klippa, the Sitrachra, was for His service. For the Almighty wanted to give the person freedom of choice. To create a world with all Teda, all mitzvahs, and just sitting and learning, studying Teda all day long, and davening all day long, the perfect world, for that the Ebishtah had Malachim. The Ebishtah had the angels. What is the difference between the service of a Jew and the service of an angel? The angel has no obstacle. Whereas the Jew has his obstacle. But yet the Jew overcomes and supersedes the obstacle. And thereby gaining that much more merit with the mitzvah, with the Torah, with the tefillah that he does. When a Jew overcomes temptation, the Jew then becomes a master of his existence, of his world. And even more so, the Jew elevates the mitzvah that much higher. So in order for one to be able to ascertain this level, that he should have a part of the elevation, the purification of this world, and thereby being made a shutif like Kaddish Baruch of my Sebrechus, physically being made a partner with the Almighty in the creation of the world. Since not alone, not only, is the Yelecha not a contradiction to Anaychi, but rather it's a complement to Anaychi. Because without this world, without all the obstacles, Without, without all the exposure of, of all the stupidities that one comes across, then doing the mitzvah loses its, its glory. So therefore when we say, they were said in one dibur, that's how it makes more sense. It's brought down in Svarim, that the Sadhus Armakifim, the entire Seder Shtalshlos. They surround the entire existence. And therefore, the first things first, 
the atzmus mahus is para the essence of God, which we find in the word anechi, which anechi means anechi misha anechi, the way God is the Maila. come in any given existence a name a letter anything till the lowest lowest of levels the deeps the depth of the deepest and the Mishkin of the Seres Hadibris It therefore warns even to Leisitzach that you shall not kill. What is the Chiddush? The fact that they were mentioned in one time. It was given all together in one. Like the sages tell us, that the entire Aseris Hadibis were given in one time. One word, one utterance to teach us that the Tzuda and the Chemer, the actual figure of what we see, the physical and the spiritual, Only for the eye of the beholder are they separate issues. Not only separate issues, but sometimes they look like they're opposites one to the other. (coughs) But the truth is, they're all one. And this is... To what? I don't have it. Let me have it. This is thereby the reason for our existence. To overcome um, to overcome any essence, to overcome any existences that might hold us back. And this makes us one with an Eichei Hashem from the time of Matan Teda. The time of Matan Teda is special in the fact that we precede it with days of preparation the strength the kayach of the service of the Jews and these days is what leads up to be able to accept the Torah at the end 
How does that work? One side, simple. That the days of preparation are not as great as the day itself. It's all a build-up. We don't have yet the actual care of Matan Teda to bring the Eirak Dusha into this world. On the other hand, however, since it's Hagerim who chazak v'nayla yesem v'nanigrim, the one that causes something to happen is higher than the actual thing that happens. We have to say that these days which cause, which is ultimately the cause, because they lead up and they build up to Matan Teda, even greater than Matan Teda itself. But rather because the mere fact that there's so few of these days, that shows how great they are. The day of Chagashuis, Zman Matan Teda, the Jew stands in a great yearning to accept the Teda. There's nothing new. Because he has the revelation of God. And this revelation obviously is going to awaken every awaken him to his core. But in the days leading to Matantena, we were before the revelation, we have not yet seen the revelation of the Tena. But still an older person is standing there with a yearning to accept the Tena. That's a special thing. That makes it a Chiddush. That when the person is standing in front of God, and he's standing ready to accept the Tera, and he's standing with trepidation, and he's standing with their it's nice, but as we say, it's inevitable. You're standing there in front of Matan Tera, you're standing in front of Harsinai, and you see all these revelations, it's inevitable that you're going to be so great. But if you're standing in days prior to this, and you're preparing for this moment, but you're not at the place, you're not in that place yet, and yet you stand in a great fear and trepidation and love to God, now you're cooking with gas. <laughs> Now you're really showing how great you are. Generally, though, the preparations to Yamtiv are simple days, weekdays. And according to the Tata, persons, people are sukim. They're busy in regular worldly manners, matters. However, with all that. When the Jew stops his daily business, etc., and he prepares himself, he sits down for the moment, for the half hour, for the hour, and he meditates the preparation to this great moment of Matanteda, this awakens by God the Ratzin to give to the Jews the Teda. And therefore, it's a direct cause by 
preparing for this and preparing for it without the tools because we don't have the proper tools we don't have the trepidation we don't have the fear of God but it is still in all without the proper tools in our hand still we are, a- we are able to work and to prepare ourselves this then gives God that very same strength this week is Perik Shishi Perik Shonul Chachomim is the name of the Perik sages have taught and of course like in every other Mishnah Perik of Perik gives us a lesson in our life daily life the third Mishnah says Halimed Mechaverev, one learns from his friend, Pedek Echod, one chapter, one single chapter, Lehalacha Achas, or one single Terah law, a Pasuk Echod, a one single verse, a Dibur Echod, a one single statement, a Filu Eis Achas, even one single letter, Tzarech. Linhag Bey Kovid. He has to give this person honor. He must show him honor. How do we know this? says the Tana. And the Tana continues. Shechematzinu bedavad Melech Yisrael. So too we found concerning the David, King David, the king of the Jewish nation. What did he do? Shevlomad me'achitefel he did not learn from Achitevel except for two things. And yet, Kroi called him Rabbi Alufai Umiyadoi. Yet he called him his teacher, his guide, his mentor. As it says in the Pasuk, Shanemavat Enesh Kerki. You are a man equal to me. You are my guide and my mentor. The Mishnah then continues that Kalvachema, one of the thirteen ways that Bishmal learns out, derives parts of Teda. And the Mishnah tells us a Kalvachema. If David, who learned only two things from Achitevel, and he called him such names so much more so when one learns full chapters, etc. How much more so the honor they have to give the person that taught them. We know already from Pirkeyavis that a person has to cherish the honor of a colleague. They have to let They have to do it like your own. So what is our Mishnah adding to us? Our mission is teaching us an additional point. It refers to a colleague who's the Chaver. He's somebody that's not so perfect. He has flaws. Now, a person himself, everybody has flaws. When a person himself in his own right has a flaw, 
because of me, the disease called Avas Atzmai that one loves himself self-love the person rationalizes all the Avedas he does it's natural however if your colleague is as such and he has this flaw and you learn from him a Torah concept even if you know that the way the person conducts himself he's unworthy of anything of any honors but since he taught you therefore for the Tata that he communicated to you for that in itself you need to give him honor show him honor and respect now interesting the way the interesting the way the Mishnah words it we find by David Malach he didn't learn even of Machitefel only two things now the truth is the wording should be Shalamat Machitefel he learned from Machitefel two things why should they Lomat and the Baal Shem Tev explains when it says here only two things Generally, if somebody studies Teda, every concept leads to others. Basaist, learning Teda is self-reinforcing. It's a self-reinforcing cycle. But when someone learns from somebody wicked, like Achi Teifel, the information that he gains from this remains inert. So therefore it says two teachings. Because these two were solitary points in information, of information. They had no pe- potential to do anything for King David in the future. So you're going to ask a question, the inevitable question, that the ability of the Torah to bring about an ever-increasing flow of knowledge is because it's connected to God. Human conduct, no matter how base the person is, can't take away from the eternal truth of God's word. So why is Achitefel's teachings not fruitful? In resolution, you can explain this very simple. The bond between God and the Teda is not always apparent, unfortunately. And therefore it's possible, for a person to sit and study Teda, or even teach Teda without regarding regarding it as a different from any other Chachmas, science, math 
When this happens, the growth potential within these words, within these words of Teda, doesn't don't go any. There's no, no no potential. They remain dormant. But when a person establishes a connection between Teda and its mocker, its source, its godly source, its infinite potential surfaces. Achitayful was a wicked man. He taught Teda in a self-contained manner. David, in his humility, surrendered himself to infinite dimension of godliness within Achitayful's dry teachings. This enabled David to breathe life into all he studied. Even the two concepts which he learned from Achitayful were also concepts that he placed into his life. So again, reminder, Friday night candle lighting is approximately 8.05. Oh Matzah Shabbos candle lighting is not before 9.20. No. Sunday night, the same. There's a custom on Matzah Shabbos to stay up the first night of Pesach. Since the Jews, Shavuos, thank you, since the Jews rested peacefully the first night of Shavuos, before Matzah Shabbos, they had a good sleep. Therefore, we are repenting for that. And there are so many different explanations as to how they possibly could have slept, what kind of sleep it really was. But still in all, it doesn't excuse us. So David help, as the Rebbe said, Pidi Rebbe said, that we wish one another a Kabbalah Satera, the Simcha of acceptance of the Tera with happiness, and with actual serious intentions and we should be zeicher that on this was or even Shabbos before to hear Tera Chadoshim in Yerushalayim Yerakevich Shabbat Shalom and Chag Sameach to all